Welcome to Affinities, a queer romantic magical fiction podcast created by Sarah Schnebly and Shayna Jackson. Affinities was recorded on the ancestral and unceded lands of the Massachusetts people. Chapter 3, The What-If Moment, written by Sarah Schnebly. All right. Um, yes. Hi. I'll be ready now in a moment. Just brewing a cuppa to go with my Aberfraw cakes. There's lovely. Irish? It's Welsh, in it. That's a new one. May have done a proper marathon of Stella on telly last night. What are you having, then? I've switched it up today. Ooh, never. Yeah, ginger peach tea. And I have nil wafers, so watch out. I'm incredibly spontaneous and unpredictable. I say, that's tidy, that is. I also have my... stones. They were in the desk drawer with my old W-2s. The you-don't-expect-to-use-them-again-but-they-seem-too-important-to-get-rid-of drawer. Well, here you are. Using them again, aren't you? Yeah, they sparkle more than I remember. I feel obligated to state that this is... Using the stones, this level of divination, well, divining was always more your inclination. But you've practiced divination, communicating with energies. I mean, mediumship, for heaven's sake. I've never used a physical aid before to open the path of communication like this. Well, I have. I remember... To you? It won't be like that this time. That's why you're here with me. That's why I have a ring of salt on my kitchen floor. And last time... Well, last time I don't think I was in a good space. Emotionally, if you recall. Do you think you are in a better place now? I... What? Of course I am. That was right after the cast party and... And all of it. Right, and now you're bumping into Sky again, all of a sudden. It's been years. It's been years since all of that. I'm over it. I'm over the whole thing. Okay. Why would you think I'm still hung up on her after all this time? I never said I thought that. Because I'm not. We have absolutely nothing in common anymore. We're completely separate, incompatible people who, by some freakish coincidence, live in the same building. That's all. Okay. You don't like Sky. Got it. Do you still want to try this? I'm not as fragile as you think I am. What? I'm not as fragile as you think I am. 
I don't think you're fragile at all, Chantal. Then stop trying to protect me from things I can handle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was on page 49, I think, yesterday, where I saw the message underneath, where it said... It needed help? It needed my help. Me, specifically. Do you want to do a quick body scan before you reach out? Yes, that would help me. It's always best to be calm. Yes. Are you sitting cross-legged? Yes. Okay. Let's start with grounding all your points of contact with the floor. Your ankles, calves, knees, the base of your spine. Feel the steady, bracing energy of the ground. Pull it up through your spine, low back, mid-back, shoulder blades, and neck. Let the groundedness fill your entire skeleton up through your cranium and all the way out to your fingertips. Let your skeleton connect you to the earth, rooting you down. How are you feeling? Better. I'm glad. I have one stone in each hand in the center of my palms. Are they still... Do they still feel connected to you? I can feel them waking up from the heat of my hands. I remember their energy. Are your eyes closed? Yes. I'm slipping back into the in-between space, the open space. It's getting easier to come back. Like riding a bike. But you always were a natural. The in-between space is in my skull. It's pressing behind my eyes. I can't bring it down into my body. I need to keep it focused. I need to open my eyes to focus it through the stones. To see. Careful, Chantal. Every barrier between you and a magical energy is a point of safety. When you open channels, you allow things to come in, as well as sending things out. It's okay. The stones remember me. They'll act like a part of me. Okay. What do you see? It's still coming into focus. There's so much here. It's like the Geist wrote more for me now that it knows that I'm looking. What does it say? It was. Perhaps foolish of me to be so forward upon our first formal introduction. Can you forgive me? I was beside myself with excitement when you first made contact. I've never encountered someone with such a beautiful and natural ability before. Not compliment shy, the spirit. I knew you would be able to find me. So I wrote you a message. And you did find me. But I'm afraid I scared you off with my directness in calling you by your name. I write this in the hopes that you will return, despite my rudeness, doing me the courtesy of correctly assuming this boldness to be only a side effect of great enthusiasm and a deep yearning to connect with you, rather than an indication of an unsavory character. So, we are dealing with either an extremely pretentious geist or one that hasn't spoken to humans since the Victorian era. Possibly both. Don't mock them. I wasn't... Well, I kind of was, but you have to admit, they laid it on a bit thick. They just sound nervous. Out of practice. And you're right. Who knows the last time they communicated with another sentient being? Well, that's generous of you. It could easily be the truth. Is there more? It's... It's on the edges of my vision. 
like I can't quite look at it straight on. I need to go deeper in. Chantal? Can you guide me? Morgan? Yes. I'll guide you. Just please tell me the second you... If something changes, if you need to come out. Of course. Okay. Where do you feel the book's energy? Is it just through your gaze, or... No. I feel it through my hands. My palms where the stones are sitting. Into my wrists. If you pull the book's energy further towards you, you should be able to see better. Yes. I can feel it in my forearms. It's in sync with my pulse. I can feel it beating in the crooks of my arms. Don't draw it in further yet. Has it changed what you can see? Yes. It's... There's more in focus, but there's still so much there that I can't see. Why don't you read what you can see before you go any further? I'll just bring it up a bit further so I can have a clearer view. Don't let it into your core, Chantal. It's just in the muscles of my upper arms and... Hello, Chantal. (gasps) Chantal? Yes? What happened? What did you see? Um... Don't panic. I can't bite. I just thought it would be easier for us to talk this way. Does it look bad? Don't get me wrong, I love a letter as much as the next romantic soul, but there is a kind of romance and immediate discourse too, don't you think? Is anything wrong? Do you need to be pulled out? No, I just... I thought I heard something. You thought right, I'd say. Chantal? I mean, I know I'm biased, but I'd like to think I'm more than just a figment of your imagination, Chantal. I feel like that's not a great sign. Stones are supposed to keep things visual. I think... Starting to get a little jealous I'm not the only voice in your ear. I think the sound came from outside. I startled for nothing. Look at you, a regular actress. (laughs) What is it? What does it say? One second. Let me see. Surely you don't need a guide to hear me anymore. That is to say, I'm sure your friend is lovely, but I didn't come to speak to her. I seem to have lost my view. I can't see anything else that is written. Oh. That's okay, you did really, really well. Genuinely, Chantal, were you an actress in a former life? Do you want me to try to send you back in? No, that's alright. Let's let's just try again another day. I just realized how tired I am. Of course, dear, of course. Don't get discouraged. That was a really big task. And like you said, it's been ages since you've done any divining. Oh... Well, she's a sweet one, isn't she? Yeah, no. I think I'm just tired. Talk to you tomorrow? Oh. All right. Chat with you then. Rest well, my dear. Bye, Morgan. Well, here we are. Yes. Chantal. I've hoped for this moment since I felt- I just want to say I have a lot of questions and this doesn't mean I trust you, because I really have no idea who you are. Of course. Quite right. Please ask away. I'm entirely at your disposal. How did you know my name? It came to me the first time you made contact. It was like I had been in a dreamless sleep for years, and suddenly I was stirring. You were coming closer. When you reached out to touch me, it's like my eyes opened for a split second, and I saw you. Your world. Your... essence. It sounds odd, I suppose. It couldn't have been more than a second. But that moment was... 
electric. I knew you must have felt it too. And I don't expect you to trust me based on one moment, but you must feel it. We couldn't have more compatible energies. What else did you see about me in that moment? I don't want you to think I was prying or too forward. Just tell me the truth. I saw a beautiful, smart, powerful... Please, don't flatter me. I saw someone who has repressed so much of her soul. What do you mean? I mean, you have tremendous power, but you don't feel empowered to use it. You use the smallest fraction of your talent, your intelligence, in your daily life, and you've started to convince yourself that you're unintelligent because of it, but it's not true. That's... that's a lot to hear. Forgive me. What else? No, please... I can tell I've offended you. That was never my intention. There's something else. What is it? Your heart. What? It's deficient too? Rusty and stale and cold and unfeeling? Chantal, how could you say that about yourself? When you feel so much. When you love so much. When your desire for other humans is so warm and alive. It's not. I know it's not. How on earth do you think you could feel so lonely if you didn't love people so much? And perhaps I would be remiss to mention... Well, I've lived in a romance novel for so many years, perhaps it's the genre wearing off on me, but truthfully, I felt it so many times myself that I would recognize that singular, all-consuming pain of unrequited love anywhere. You need to go. Chantal, I thought... I didn't give you permission to look into my private thoughts and feelings. I didn't consent to that. Chantal, it was an accident. I would never... And you've come to all sorts of conclusions that aren't... that you projected onto me when you know nothing. You have no context for how my life has gotten me to where I am now. Chantal, please forgive me. You're right. You're completely right. Of course you are. I was wrong. Clearly. I... I'm sure I misinterpreted things... I'm sure I was biased. Of course I was. But please, please know it was not malicious. I never wanted to hurt you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to have hurt you. I'll never forgive myself if you don't forgive me. It's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, you're right. I must have projected. I felt so connected to you. So I imagined you must feel the same way I felt. The way I've yearned for people who didn't even know I was there. To yearn for someone to just look at you. To just look at you. That would make your day. It was selfish of me to think you felt the same. I see that. Who were you in love with? It was so long ago now. She was quiet, but shrewd. Incredibly smart, really. And sensitive. She had affinities, too. You remind me of her. What happened between you? There was a moment. A moment when I had a chance. When she seemed... When she finally looked at me. What I'd been yearning for. But in that moment, I was such a coward when the moment came. I wanted it so badly. How could I have let the moment pass? But I did... Perhaps because I longed for it so much, 
The thought of knowing for sure that the feeling was unreturned was crippling. But not knowing is its own kind of torture. I know that now. Because of course I waited too long. I missed the moment. And now I'll never really know if the moment was real, if I truly had a chance. Or if it was somehow all in my head. You weren't wrong. Not entirely. I've... I've had that moment. I missed that moment, too. What happened? Between you? We... It was a lifetime ago. In college. Strange how these things haunt us the way they do. We were in a play together. I knew you were an actress. <laughs> I think it was the energy from the whole cast. People were just on top of each other. Everyone was so close and so... Well, it was college. But that energy is contagious, you know? I do. We were playing friends in the show. And that's what we were. I thought. She was so good. At being on stage. At interacting with people. Some people are just... Sparkly souls. I know exactly what you mean. I think everyone was a little bit in love with her. So I thought I was no different. Just a member of the adoring crowd. Until... something happened. It's almost... it sounds like nothing. It wasn't nothing. I can tell it wasn't nothing. I had a quick change. Between scenes I was struggling with my dress. Sky was about to go on, but she took pity on my patheticness, I guess. She came up behind me and zipped me up without a word. And on stage, someone said the line that was her cue. But her finger lingered there for a second on my zipper, between my shoulder blades, and then she was gone. And I remember just standing there thinking, did that just happen? Did I make it up? And suddenly, I'm mentally scrolling through all the times she caught my eye when something funny happened. Touched my arm when she laughed. Were we just friends? Had I missed something? And then... God, it's bizarre how well I remember this. It was my entrance, right? Like probably 30 seconds after Skye went on stage. And we catch eyes. And I know she's still thinking about the zipper, too. But then she needs to turn and kiss our castmate. A guy. They were lovers in the play. And I, my character is supposed to watch them wistfully, I think the note was. And, I mean, I don't even know exactly what I was feeling in that moment. Jealousy? Like suddenly I wasn't okay with everyone being in love with Sky the way I was. But it was also... Exciting. I knew she was kissing someone else, but she had been thinking about me a moment before. And maybe she still was. I'm sure she was. So, that was your what-if moment with the zipper. I can't blame you for not saying anything. You barely had time. No. No? The what-if moment happened later, that night. It was a long time ago. Of course. And I made some poor decisions. It's easy to be hard on ourselves in retrospect. 
You know, it's easy to see other people as sparkly souls, but I think some people miss that they sparkle to other people too. What do you mean? I mean, you describe Sky exactly the way I would have described you. Oh come on! You just said that I was lonely and becoming unintelligent. I said you believed you were unintelligent, and also that you were wrong to think so. But that's not what I meant anyway about sparkling. Sky, well, she's extroverted, and more than that, she's charming, warm. She draws you in. But your energy is incredibly warm, Chantal. It's the first thing I knew about you, and it sounds like this Sky wears her sparkle for the world to see. Doesn't it speak volumes that you choose to keep so much of yourself to yourself, private and protected, and that your sparkle can't help but come through? Who are you? <laughs> I maybe should have started with that one. I wish I could show you. What do you mean? My face, what I look like, who I am. Oh, I. I don't mean to be rude. I didn't know. You have a body. Not in the traditional sense at the moment, in the physical world. But I have a human form for those who can see. Oh, Chantal. What? I have an idea of how you can see me. Yes. In your dream. It's a simple divination spell. I know you could handle it easily. In a dream. Of course. It's the most suggestible state. All you have to do is set it all up correctly before you go to sleep. I can tell you how, and then I'll be there, in your dreams, with my face and body. You'll be able to see who I am. I've never done anything like that before. I've seen you do complex meditative divinations while you were awake. This would be second nature to you, and I confess I'd love to see you. Face to face. Okay. Okay. What do I need to do? Chapter 3 was written by Sarah Schnepley, starring Shayna Jackson as Chantal, Robin Russell as Morgan, and Scott Colford as The Geist. This episode was edited by Mirabel Pisani and Sarah Schnepley. Music by Sarah Schnepley. We would like to thank our generous Indiegogo supporters, without whom this project would not be possible. Jocelyn Yeager, Sarah Herrick, Brenton Thurston, Michaela Buccini, Danny Duke, Phaedra Morgan, Alex Lang, Liz Reading, Andrew Outlaw, Evan Terracini, Cassandra West, Stephanie Brownell, Meg O'Brien, Michelle Stockman, Hannah Pryfogel, Tempest McCabe, Anne Reading, Paul Schnebley, Tal Minier, Lindsay Korth, Megan Remillard, Colton Flick, Rachel Rauch, George and Marge Reading, Daniela Salcedo, Miriam Reading, and Gideon Batista.